Hi everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Hewin Theory Podcast. I'm your host Ian and today we sit down with attorney at law, YouTuber and content creator Roshane Campbell or most popularly known as Rush Cam. Welcome to the podcast Rush. It's a good intro, thank you. Was it? Yeah, no seriously, it was good, it was good. How are you? I'm very like, good. I don't want the very good answer. I want like, how are you? Um, a little tired. Mm-hmm. Just uh, sometimes overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. In a pandemic, don't know what's going on, but I'm doing my best. That is how I'm feeling. And I think that's exactly what we need to do, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I just trying my best. How are you doing? We're going to figure it out. How I mean, are you? I mean, um, I am, I'm great. I'm in a better place. If you had asked me this question six months ago, I'd probably tell you a different answer. But right now, I am navigating the space of this podcast, um, content creation. I am trying to figure out living in a pandemic sometimes mm-hmm. i think it's a dream sometimes i wonder if it's actually happening but we're just trying to figure it out and that's exactly what i'm doing pivoting yeah. i think the nd and i was talking about it so yeah. we're just pivoting and don't be life. hard on yourself it's like nobody really knows what they're doing and anybody who look what like them know what they might do them just have a good public facing image <laughs> right. them don't really know no no we don't really know so and true 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 yeah. and i and i agree with that point but before i want to go into you're a very interested person you're very <laughs> interesting and you have a story that i know will inspire and has inspired a lot of people mm-hmm. so far but there's so much more growth that i see coming and I want to touch back at Rushcam back in the days before Rushcam became Rushcam, and you're Rushin living with your grandparents. Tell me back through that childhood. Uh so I mean, I look back at it now, and I realize that those were the most important years of my life. Mm-hmm. It was honestly, uh, growing up with my grandparents was a place of love, a place of of honesty a place of i don't know it it, it just felt right you know like we we went to church all the time there were devout christians my grandmother used to cook like it was just it it was my it was my safe haven Mm -hmm. and when i think back to it i also realized that i was given a space and a voice to to just be myself Mm -hmm. and so i was extremely creative growing up I, i used to be a part of like church production and mm-hmm. used to do JCDC in, in prep school and high school and I used to like the art projects like I was just always super creative and I was in a space where that was encouraged whatever I wanted to do mm-hmm. was encouraged and um, I realized now that this open chatterbox person mm-hmm. was a product of that environment and i'm very grateful for that so that is what it was like it was it was just like regular you know like i never have a lot of friends i'm an only child mm-hmm. i used to play at home i used to be the teacher i used to mark book and it, it was just it was just great it was really great growing up with my grandparents Parents, yeah. yeah what is tell me one of your your fun memory growing up with grand granddad my grandfather used to buy patties at Tasty every Friday <laughs> evening at like every yeah. Once you know say Friday, you look at your calendar and say, What do you today? Mm-hmm. And you look at you and say, F you know say I get a patty. And I don't know why, but it was just so thoughtful. Like now that I look back at it, I'm mm-hmm. like such a thoughtful gesture because right. I really do love beef patties, like it's it's crazy. But it was just patty connoisseur. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but <laughs> it was two things for me. One, the fact that he was so thoughtful, but mm-hmm. also that he was consistent. Right. So it it stood out to me because I was uh, I was just like, well, he's always thinking about me, mm-hmm. you know. Right. And so that was a very fond memory. Uh, he knew that I did not like a whole cocoa bread. I used to always split the cocoa bread in half <laughs> because I mean, I'm a, oh, I eat one whole of cocoa bread and a patty and it. Mm. So we used to split it in half and we used to just sit down there and watch Shark Tank mm-hmm. on ABC <laughs> and just have a good time. 
I'm like, I'm gonna be half asleep. <laughs> That's before <laughs> well, she passed. passed. But yeah. My condolences to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. <all> right. <laughs> my, my grandmother and I would do the same too, right? Like, where the thing is, my grandma, she loved caffeine, right? So she's mm-hmm. a Pepsi and coffee mm-hmm. type of lady. And, uh, you know, at seven, now, so I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but at seven years old, she would take me in to teach me how to make the coffee, how much amount of coffee she wants in there, mm-hmm. how much spoon of milk, mm-hmm. and she would say, make a cup for yourself. Mm-hmm. And we would literally sit on the patio and we would, like, drink it together. Gigi, you know, she was seven-year-old, and I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We would, but what she would do is do half cup mm-hmm. for me and she would drink a full mm-hmm. cup and then we would like sit on the party and we would talk about every single thing everybody who passed we talk about yes. she used to tell me some stories about you know her growing up and like she would just encourage me all the time and my grandmother's have a person where if you're wrong you're wrong if you're right you're right but if she love you she will stand up for you in that any circumstance. literally the same relationship I had with my grandmother and I seen it in a panel that was in the other day that mm-hmm. I just realized that there was such an honest space that we shared together Mm -hmm. because she would share so much of her life with me. Like she would just talk about things and Mm -hmm. talk about how she felt. And and, and so it encouraged me also to be open with her. And so we had just flowing conversations all the time. And we used to just share with each other. We used to laugh at things. We used to watch, oh my God, Young and the Restless. (laughs) Victor is still there. And Young and the Restless are mad up Nikki Ed. But <laughs> we used to just bond over so many things. And I find that that is like something that is like very, something we have in common. Like mm-hmm. all, a lot of people in our age group and yes. age bracket, like yes. we, we connect to our grandparents Parents, and yeah. whatever. And it's like, I wonder if people who are growing up now have that, have that opportunity, opportunity. to mm-hmm. share with them grandparents. All if I'm a country, but a town, like just mm-hmm. to go to grandma's house and sit right. down with grandma and all of that. It was, it was the best part of my childhood. Me too. No, I look at my little brothers and sisters um, and they're like always tablet and phone. Yeah, and like, they're just like, yeah. It's like, yo, you're missing out on grandma's cooking. And the connection. And the connection yep. and that bond that mm-hmm. you have with your grandma. Yeah. Your gran- like, to be honest, like not even you, your own mom or your own dad, you really have that connection yes. with like, like grandparents. Just you know why else. though? Because I think that they you give them as a grandchild, you give them a second opportunity at parenting, right? And so they, with that wisdom that they have, having raised your mother or your father or whoever it is, them can kind of soften things and mm-hmm. it, it's just a different experience so that's a good your point. parents are trying mm-hmm. to figure it out but they're just like yeah we, we've been there done yeah, that man, she dra- <laughs> him drop is all right you know yeah where the purple ocean come let's go come when need mm-hmm. and, and so they, they they approach it with a lot more confidence and a lot more grace right that's a like, very yeah, fair point yeah, yeah no that is <laughs> so you live with your grandparents for most of your life correct it, all of my life. For all of your life. Well, not now, obviously. Yeah. I'm a big man. <laughs> <laughs> I joke, I joke, I joke. <laughs> me, me not dead. He's such a comedian. Yeah. So, uh, you lived for them most of your life. Yes. And then, now, high school. Right? Through high school, you're trying to figure out yourself. Then you decide that you're going to do law at that point. Right? Mm. Or tell me when Tell me when you decide to do law and so step into that happened, space. So, what had happened was... <laughs> My grandmother died at the beginning of 2012. Mm-hmm. I would be in sixth form, just finishing up, wow, 2012, wow. <laughs> um, and I'd applied to, I did not apply to UE mm-hmm. Lives. I did. I did not apply to UTEC. Okay. I applied to UE, but all my other applications were abroad. I did my SATs, ACTs, everything. Great grades. Woo! Ready now. <laughs> right and I got into all my schools except <laughs> one. I didn't get into UPenn, but I got into everything else. And scholarships, everything lined up. Ready? My grandmother died in March. And I think between the medical between the medical bills and and everything Mm -hmm. like financially we were just not in the space that we wanted to be in like to to be able to to for me to go to school abroad right so we said you know what let's just let me just go to ua but i had applied to go to ua marketing Mm -hmm. so when i 
decide that we're going to go to you we're just like okay let's go to marketing blah 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 no offense to UA, but you know that doing a marketing degree at a at a foreign university would have been different because of the exposure in like um internships and mm-hmm. all of those things, Correct. right? Mm-hmm. So when I was deciding that I was gonna go to UA marketing, my mother was just like, Well, I'm in marketing and I can tell you that you do not need a marketing degree to right work in marketing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Roshane, you naturally have that gift you're super creative you 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 understand the market and anything you can do through a course why don't you go for a career why don't you do law right so i said to her i was like boy i'm gonna know about that she's like but you got ones in six form law i'm like yeah but <laughs> yeah this is not law 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 mm-hmm. so but then eventually called up a good friend of mine who was a Rhodes Scholar and, you know, she worked at UA and she was like, you know, it's a good idea. I prayed about it, everything. So I went to the university, having not applied, <laughs> and asked the dean if I could get admitted to law with my grades. And he was just like, mm-hmm. yes. yes. <laughs> and so I went to you in the 26th and i was i got my acceptance on the 28th and i started law the following week the first week of september nice just like that i mean you have quite an impressive resume if we want to add (laughs) (laughs) thank you i appreciate that but it, it, it really was i think just the opening of doors and mm-hmm. and sort of i guess confirmation mm-hmm. from god or divine confirmation rather that it was what I was supposed to be doing at the time. Right. And and that's exactly where we start now. Well, you start now figuring things out a little bit more. Right? Yeah. So this door opened now and you said this is the calling of doing law. You you hear a voice say do law, you do it. And then take me a little bit through and that process of that four years or five years doing law school. Talk to me, walk to me so, some of the moments. So law school for me was super important because it actually served as um, a confirmation that I was smart. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might be listening and saying, or people who know me might say, but you went to one of the top schools in Jamaica Mm -hmm. and you have always had exceptional grades. What do you mean? Correct. When you're in certain environments, you don't actually appreciate that sort of um, brilliance or intelligence that you have because everybody else around you is smart. When... I've never like been ranked first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eight, like in the top ten at high school. Mm-hmm. So when I went to university and I worked hard and I got good grades, I was like, "Oh, I'm actually smart." And so I started to think differently. I started to assess things differently. I started to look at news differently. And so law opened that horizon for me, like to be able to see the world through different lens. Mm-hmm. I was the PRO of the Law Society. I was dancing with the Jamaican students in Barbados. Like, I was still super involved in all creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. And so, while it was it was an opportunity for me to sharpen my skills intellectually, I was still sharpening that sort of creative side that I had, right? And I just always thought, you know what, Rush, you're going to be the lawyer who... Um, has a great personality. <laughs> you know, you'll be the lawyer who everybody knows to be great in 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 creativity. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're just gonna be that lawyer who is always on TV. <laughs> it, it wasn't for me. Like, oh, you know, I'm gonna go and do something else or whatever, whatever. Because when you look at um the tra- the trajectory of your life and and thing, in my mind, I was like, okay, I'll work at this law firm for five years. I'll do this, then I'll open my own firm, then mm. I'll do this, then I'll have do it that. all planned. I have it all planned out, mm. and through all of it, I'll just be a great personality. personality. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just a great person. I did not foresee that I would end up where I am now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, and I know a lot of people think that oh, you must have known no. Even when we do yearbooks in law school and all of that, they're just like, if law fails, what would you do? Like Mm -hmm. everybody wrote, Rush would host a TV show Mm -hmm. or something. Right. But it wasn't like I I, I was uncomfortable in law. Mm -hmm. It's not like I was not enjoying it. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to finish the degree or whatever. I enjoyed it. I thought it was purposeful and I gave it my 
absolute best, best. shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like every step of the way. Right. So. And, you know, people, you share the story and it sounds so nice. Yeah. But the reality is it's, it wasn't that easy. No, it wasn't easy mentally. It wasn't easy financially. How do you, you touch on mental and I'm going to stop you right there. Mm-hmm. I know you're very big on therapy mm-hmm. and I know you've been doing therapy yourself and we soon get into that. But at that time, you weren't doing therapy. No. But mentally, it was a draining. Of course, because you start, you, I was questioning all the things that I was doing, the decisions that I was making and whether or not it was the right decision and not having a space or a person who would like give me advice mm-hmm. of course you have your friends and whatever you know, but me, i'm talking about somebody who you can say okay fine i can trust that they've been there before and they've done this before and this right. is what they're thinking and that, that. because no. your friends i mean would be figuring out their thing as yeah well. everybody's right. just figuring out life right mm-hmm. so it was draining on me also because i felt like I was as going through processes of disappointment and guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Part of the guilt is, is okay, a lot of money has been invested in me. A lot of time has been invested in me. Mm-hmm. What do I say to people? And then the shame there comes with your classmates. Like, your classmates go see you two years from now and ask you, what are you doing? Oh, I'm not doing law anymore. What you do? Mm-hmm. What, you know, mm-hmm. like right. all of that. What if it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. That's the question that... that I still don't have an answer to. Right. What if it doesn't work? Oh, like, yes, I don't, I don't know what I was doing. Like, I don't know where it would end up. Yeah, you, you have an idea. But, but how? You see people on TV, you see people on the internet, you see people doing different things, but you don't know how you would end up anywhere. So I was like dealing with the, the shame or the possible shame that would come from stepping out and deciding that I was going to do my own thing and it not working out. Mm-hmm. Because remember, you know, YouTube and internet and social media is public things. So you Correct. fail publicly. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Right. If nobody watches my videos mm-hmm. and if nothing comes out of any of this, everybody will know. Right. So I was handling that sort of disappointment or or feeling of possible disappointment when I was making the decision and it weighed on me heavily. Also because at that time I never had a good relationship with my mother. There was there were just so many different factors mm-hmm. that would mean to me that it makes sense to just not bother. Right. You know? Right. So I was I I was really going through it and I just did not know what the resolve would be. Mm-hmm. So at what point did you say, all right, you know what? I'm going to just get up and I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to figure this out. I decided to do it because it was no longer possible physically and emotionally and mentally for me to stay in my job because it was weighing down on my, like on everything. Mm -hmm. So... Anybody who worked with me at the time will tell you that I was just, I, I would just break down in the house, in the house, mm, in the office. office. Mm-hmm. It felt like a house. Um, <laughs> I would break down in the office like I would just be in my, in my special office crying. Mm-hmm. Like I would just be looking through the window sad. There were days when I would just be like, like my eye, like you could look at me and know that something was wrong. wrong. Mm-hmm. Also physically, like I was feeling the burden, as I said to you before we recorded this thing, I mm-hmm. feel things physically as well. Right, yeah. And so I was handling. I was telling you before this that I feel things a lot, and I can say that this is a faith story, you know, because it was it was like kind of like me hearing through God and all of that and in my dreams and reading stuff and just knowing that it was a decision to be made. Mm. That is one thing. But when you feel it weighing on you physically like you can't sleep, you can't. I I would just be walking up and down and I feel that burden on me, on my shoulder. I was just like, no, this is not it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it, it just manifested itself so much and over time that it was no longer possible mm-hmm. for me to go on because otherwise Muda mad like right. it was it was driving me insane however I did get an out talk to me because mm-hmm. I went to my boss 
for a weekly meeting and he said to me that I don't look like my usual self. Mm-hmm. And it's because he said to me that I don't look like my usual self that the opening came for me to express to him that I was feeling a little down and he was asking me like, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And he said to me, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Or what do you want to do? I said, I want to leave. Yeah. So I never went in there planning that I was going to quit my job either. Right. But it was just, again, an honest conversation. Everything in my life has been sort of guided by that sort of honesty, mm-hmm. you know. And so I was just honestly talking to him and he was honestly answering. And he gave me several options that I would not see publicly because I, I think that he was really doing it because he was looking out for me. Um, but ultimately, and without giving it away, I had the option of if it did not work out, I could come back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's the, that's the good. Yeah. Like, like, well, at least that gave you a sense of security in a Yeah, sense. but is it really security? Because who wants to go back to the place that they quit the job from to go and pursue something and come back because it never worked out? Well, that is, that is true. But you I, know, I know I, that is true. But in reality... If, you know, bread and butter have to eat, you know what yeah. I mean? And I mean, if it never worked out, at, at least, least you had a, that mind, mind, right? That, that at, least, at least that little sense of, you know. Well, I can tell you this much that I knew, I knew that no matter what he was saying, I was not going back. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and it had nothing to do with him or it had nothing to do with the workplace. It had nothing to do with that. But I was determined to follow, to see myself through. Right. And... There were many opportunities that I got after leaving the job to work. Mm-hmm. And there were many opportunities I got to, to explore law in, in different ways. But I still did not feel like it. I felt like it would not have been a full um, leap mm-hmm. if I did not really see it through. No. And that is exactly a great point that you're making where you, you, you were determined. Like Even though you had that option... Of saying I can always come back here, you didn't give up at any. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't say, "Oh, I can always come back." So let me just forget about this and go back to the place that made me unhappy. You know, no, which is a beautiful it, thing. It it couldn't. I, I had to stay true to the the the, 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 the vision and mm-hmm. the, the honesty and what I felt in my heart. And if you said to yourself, "Okay, this is what I need." to really fulfill what I believe is my purpose. Mm-hmm. If after two months it's not working out, you decide to say, you know what, this now work out, I'm going to go back. How, we wouldn't be having this conversation Station. now. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because for every single time that um, I, like if every single time I felt a challenge, I decided to go back to the safe space, mm-hmm. then nobody would have heard that story. Mm-hmm. It, it would not have existed. Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, any safe space that you go back to, there's a reason why I mean safe space, and I would have just existed in that safe space, and I would have been okay. Mm-hmm. So, would you really would have been okay? Um, well, who knows? <laughs> I, I mean, I would have been okay financially for the time, mm-hmm. but I would not have seen my true potential as mm-hmm. a creative. Right. Which is what I'm most proud of right now, that I'm fulfilling all of the dreams and all of the things that I had in my head to, to do. So, so yeah, so Rush, you stepped out of the firm and now you step into YouTube and content creator, mm-hmm. creating space, right? And I know you've shared the story many times to your, your subscribers and everybody else, but even though you stepped out of some a place that you were unhappy with, you still fell into something else. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people fully understand and grasp that as a YouTuber or as somebody who is creative, I did not have any sort of foundation in the space. So I was not artist. Mo was not, mo, mo, I, I wasn't, I'm Miss Jamaica. I, like, seriously though, like, those things make a difference. Mm-hmm. And going into a space that is just so new and whatever, what incentive does anybody have to work with me? None. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to work with me. There's no reason to, to subscribe to my channel. There's no reason to watch me. What do you do, Rush Cam? Oh, I talk. 
about what all my life and do what <laughs> just do, be myself so what's your talent <laughs> or be myself mm-hmm. okay and that you leave your job for do so it was difficult it was difficult to get um jobs in terms of um any sort of creative thing it was difficult to get subscribers it was difficult to get followers it was difficult full stop like it was it was hard mm-hmm. and i was making friends and and it was hard to make friends it was hard to trust people it was, it was just a very difficult time mm-hmm. i did not have the finances that i needed for quite some time to be able to do things the way i wanted to do them and it was it was really and truly a very challenging experience one that is still very challenging because creativity is subjective right I do not know if people will watch me. I do not know if people will listen to me. I don't even know if, like, just it's just very fickle. Taking a leap of faith, yes, and just are hoping you the flavor of the day, right, and <laughs> hoping that it will get somewhere. Yeah. Let so, me ask you this question, Rush. What is your purpose? What is your purpose of doing all of this YouTube? I understand you said that you weren't happy in what you were doing before, so you wanted to find some somewhere in a place that you were comfortable. Unhappy. I definitely think that my purpose, um, whether it's on YouTube, in person, wherever it is, is to is to make people feel. Mm-hmm. Whether it is um happy, whether it is to to inspire thought, I definitely think that I am here to share authentic stories that will have people feeling. Whether or not we, we, we're going to cry, whether or not we're going to be angry, whether or not we're going to be sad, it, 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 it's, I am here to, to have that sort of dialogue that people are not comfortable in having. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I think it is. Like, I think I'm also here to inspire people to be their true selves. Like, I think several people can look at me in an authentic way and say, you know what? Mm-hmm. Am I doing thing? Let me do my thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'm here on earth to do. To have the, the, the Johns, the Marys, the Tom, the Dick and the Harry. To look out and say, you know what? I have seen somebody live their life in a way that is true to them. I will do the same. Yeah, no, I, have, I appreciate that because I myself can say that you have inspired me. Right. And where I, I've watched you just coming up on YouTube and just like trying to figure out your niche. And we were having this conversation yeah. before where, you know, I watched you trying to figure out who you were, what the space, you know, what the space is and trying to, you know, figure things out. And eventually you started doing the sit downs. And that was when I said, okay, this is why I am subscribing to this guy because he is very different. And in the space of YouTube where it's getting so, you know, a lot of people are feeling in the space of YouTube, it, you, it's very hard. And I can safely say it's very hard to find different content. And I mean, to each your own, but your authenticity, your just being able to be vulnerable and, and just share your story is just amazing. I, I appreciate that because... I think that when social media just came around and everybody was blogging and vlogging and, and doing all the things, <laughs> when we when when I saw it, I was like, wow, this is perfect. Like everybody is so perfect. Everything is so great. Look at my house, look at my shoes, look at my car, look at my face, look at my hair, look just look at me. Mm-hmm. It it just felt so right Mm -hmm. and then i went in the space and i was like but i do not have the perfect story and i want to share my life like guys it's father's day and i do not have somebody to post hello let's talk about that Mm -hmm. it's mother's day and i kind of don't feel like i am in a good place with my mother Mm -hmm. let's talk about that why can't we do those things that feel true to who we are as humans Mm -hmm. that is just what i was like trying to do i was like I'm trying to come up with content and it just did not feel right to mm. act as though I was okay with certain things. Think, yes. You know, like I did law and I'm here to be a YouTuber and everybody is saying, oh my God, you inspire me. Guess what, guys? I do not feel like an inspiration right now. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that? <laughs> right. How about that? Like, can we talk about the fact that 
Um, like I want to try different things and I'm afraid. There's so many things to talk about that feel true to me. Yes, sometimes we will laugh because that's mm-hmm. who we are as people. We laugh, we play never have I ever, we play truth or drink, whatever. But who can you turn to to share honesty with? Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of people to turn to on the internet. Mm-hmm. And so I said, what can I lose from telling the truth? Great. If me tell the truth, guess what? I can go down knowing that I was being true to myself. The worst part about when you fail, you know, mm-hmm. is if you fail doing something that they never even want in the first, first place. place. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you drop a book, you're too, you can at least say, at least I was doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree with that 100% because that's exactly why I, I asked myself the question. Why are you doing this podcast, Ian? You know, what's the purpose? You know, and if it, if honestly I could grab, and we, again, we were sharing this, I could grab anybody to come on here and, and just share and just chat, right? But is that meaningful to me? Like, is that really what I want to and do? Are you proud of it? Am I proud of it? You know, it, like, does it, does it sit right with me? No, it doesn't. You know, I want to have meaningful conversations and share some riveting off topics that people don't hear about very often mm-hmm. and, and use that as a guide for somebody else. Cause the one thing I believe in, is knowledge and when you have knowledge nobody can take that away from you and and i also believe that when you have knowledge and you can share it you shouldn't be selfish and you know what as well when we talk about being proud of the things that you do i look back at some things that i've done on the internet that were well received you know people are just like oh my god do it again (laughs) and i I was not like happy in that moment or I'm not happy with that content or I, I wouldn't do it again and, and mm-hmm. all of those things. So so when you when you when you want to be in this space you have to think about would I be doing this in real life? Mm-hmm. Is this what I really want to do? Is this who I really want to be? Is this who I really want to associate myself with? And if the answer is no then Houston you have the answer. <laughs> That's so that's so funny because I, it's the same thought process. That's one thing we have in common, which we were sharing. Like you know, it's just purpose. Anything you do in life, have a purpose and and make sure it's authentic to you. One thing you can ever do is have somebody question your integrity and who you are, and that people, integrity is very important for me pe- because yeah, if you there will come a time, you know, even not tomorrow, ten years from now, if it's not ten years from now, five. Whatever it is, there will come a time when you have to sit down and assess who you are and what you've done. You can run, but you can't hide. Hide. Mm -hmm. You can run from yourself, (laughs) but you cannot hide. Mm -hmm. So when you look in the mirror and you're like, who the hell am I? What Mm -hmm. have I done? Done. Mm -hmm. You must look and say, okay, I never sell out myself to do all of this. Nothing must sell out ourselves to do. You're in a place where you one day, you laugh up with people, you know, I laugh up with a word. You eat food when you want to eat. Come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? For what? Posting things when in reality it yeah. no, what's no, up for true. Don't go like that. You post say you have one big California king bed and you have one little cutter. If you roll over your drop on the ground and broke your neck. It don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. Pointless. Yeah, no, it's true. And then again, it's draining mentally too. Because then what happened now is start look and see, watch everybody and what they're doing and try yep. to fit in yep. and put yourself in a yep. space where you don't belong. And mm-hmm. I mean... And ultimately what will happen is that we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. You can't... You, like you... Most frauds are exposed, right? <laughs> mm. And you see, even if you're not exposed, you will run around like a headless chicken trying to maintain something that you're not. So like, for example, this person that you're talking to, mm-hmm. me, I could not have these conversations consistently over time with so many different people if this was not who I was. Correct. It would not be sustainable. I agree. I could not sustain it. Eventually, mm-hmm. the word would get out. Say, you know, say, I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. true. True, right. I'm a little way about him. In, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it not sustainable. Right. No, it's true. Mm-mm. And I'm saying it can't change. A word. A word. I'm saying it can't grow. <laughs> but... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, with all of this um, that's happening with you, you decided that therapy was important. 
And I know you did a video on YouTube about, you know, therapy in Jamaica and sharing that. And I appreciate that video a whole lot. Um, but let me hear a follow up. Like, where are you now with therapy? How is that going for you? How do you feel? My therapist <laughs> thinks that I am, I have the tools. So we don't meet as often as we used to. Mm -hmm. Because she said that I am one of the clients that she can trust to self-assess, mm -hmm. self-analyze, and self-heal, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. there are certain times when I get to like a crossroads and I'm just like, you know, I want to bounce this off somebody else. Our relationship though has definitely changed. Mm -hmm. Before it used to be a lot more like dependent, I think, because I, I really did not know myself and know which direction I wanted to go in or whatever. Now the conversations are a lot more like conversational where I'm just like, do you think that that makes sense? She's like, not necessarily. I'm like, yeah, because that's one thing. Mm -hmm. And that is, it just flows like that. Right, right. Whereas before she would really sit down and listen because she's just like, oh, notes. Right. And then give me homework and mm -hmm, then I do the mm -hmm. homework and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But no, it's different. All of that is different because every single thing she has suggested and you know therapists don't tell you what to do they just ask you the right questions mm -hmm. and give you homework and things to assess and whatever everything that she has given me to do i've done it mm -hmm. and not done it once or twice i mean like really committed to it right right and so i say to people all the time that you see this thing about therapy and wanting to go to therapy or whatever don't go if you just go like not do the work because it takes work it takes time so i consider my mental health to be just as important as physical and i commit to it and mm -hmm. so that is where i am i'm where i'm now um so it is the best money that i've ever spent <laughs> and we mm -hmm. do have a great relationship and i suggest that everybody go and do the work though the work yeah, yes is what is important the work i agree wholeheartedly with that because therapy for me too is it has been really helpful and i said earlier in this conversation if you had asked me how are you six months ago mm -hmm. you know i couldn't have answered that question mm -hmm. how i did mm -hmm. because i was at a really you know dark place in my life where i'm trying to figure out who i am figure out what i want to do with my life like i know i have an idea of where but i don't know how to fully flush it out mm -hmm. and just take my time you know slow and steady mm -hmm. um and so therapy is just absolutely great and i recommend it to everybody yep. and my favorite thing about therapy is that you see things a lot differently i think that when you're caught up in your in in, in your problems or your issues you kind of start to connect everything to you mm -hmm. and you're just like you know it's it's not narcissistic, but it's it's like you're so self-absorbed. Mm -hmm. When you go to therapy and you see like a bigger picture, you're just like, okay, <laughs> relax. Mm -hmm. It's not all about you. <laughs> you. Yes. Like, come on now. Because sometimes it's the trauma that you experienced or it is the fact that somebody else is not doing the work or it's the fact that you allowed somebody to do something to you or that you did not have the tools. But but you don't know that. Mm -hmm. You won't know that if you don't go and talk to somebody because you're just so caught up in, in what is wrong and what is happening. You're just like, oh my goodness, woe is me. Da, 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 da. So I would recommend it as well to just clear that space and to broaden your horizon mm -hmm. because when you're going through something, you can be very self-absorbed. Absorbed. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, facts. Um, you, mm -hmm. you think therapy well i mean i think this is, is an obvious question but i'm still gonna ask it therapy has helped the relationship between you and your mom you, yeah, you yeah 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 for sure and she i paid for her to go as well i mean mm -hmm. she goes and or has gone and she also you know thinks very highly of the process but you cannot we are not equipped to handle certain things like we who who would have told if my mother is the the person above me mm -hmm. generational right mm -hmm. who would have taught me to 
to handle the issues and who taught her. Right. So we end up in a problem. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to fix it? <laughs> I have to go to somebody who knows. Mm-hmm. And so it was just it was just a great unpacking for me, for sure, of how I view her mm-hmm. and how I view myself in the relationship. Because I thought that I was not blameworthy and I thought, oh my goodness, all of these things happened to me mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, look how you let me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went to therapy and she was just like, well, hold on one minute. Do First of all, Step your back. mother is a human being. <laughs> yeah. Let's... She's like, relax. <laughs> and it's, I mean, she never said it, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I started to look at things a lot differently. And yeah, again, the work, mm-hmm. the work was being done. So please, if you don't leave with anything, leave with this. Do not go to therapy if you are not prepared to do the work. work. Mm-hmm. It's the same way like when you go to the doctor and the doctor literally says to you, I'm going to give you these antibiotics that you have to take every day, 6 p.m., and you have to cut down on the salt, you have to cut down on the... If you go home and you put the antibiotics in your jar and you fill up your stupids with salt, <laughs> where are we? Back at square, square one. one. Yeah. Nothing is happening because it, it will take individual effort. Correct. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, what very, very good gems you're shedding right here. I hope my podcast listeners are listening because it is important that we look self-assess first. And that's one thing that you, you acknowledge, which is good understanding that you know i need help you know mm-hmm. try to figure out try to find a space that can help you in whatever way reach out to a friend and then take it from there and see mm-hmm. how it makes you feel and then you know you can just self-assess and just make the necessary changes in your life love that rush <laughs> so rush now that you've gotten your covid shot what can i expect from the channel for city boys summer coming up <laughs> well I mean, Courtney Kardashian says it best. My vibe right now is just living life. Just living life. <laughs> um, I think that this whole pandemic has given me a lot of perspective. I really and truly delayed a lot of things that I wanted to do, especially tra- traveling-wise. One of my biggest regrets was not going to Trinidad Carnival in 2020. <laughs> but I digress. Mm-hmm. I am going to be doing a lot more traveling. And for sure, I'm going to be doing... I'm going to be like talking more. It is very important to me. I realize that I have found my voice on the internet and I realize that like people want to hear what I have to say. So this city boy will be talking. This city boy will be podcasting. Hey guys, um, doing a visual podcast and so on. And just Ooh, visual podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> And just giving looks and, you know, going to brunch and hotting it up. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm, 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 I'm into the looks, you know? Yeah, but I guess, guys, go follow him on Instagram at Rushcam if you yeah. haven't already. So I'm just, I have my outfits. I kind of have, I've been pulling looks mm. recently and just like... Figuring it out. And... Figuring it out. Where do I want to go? I might have to meet up with a friend um, in... A country yeah, okay. <laughs> um, and I really want to see mm-hmm. Dua Lipa I want to wa- I want to go to a Dua Lipa concert I don't know if she's gonna be showing in 2021 I know Maluma is so I'm just trying to like have different experiences Dude. now because Love really that. and truly mm-hmm. we were messing around mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. 2020 showed us that Show, we were yep. messing around mm-hmm. so now I'm going to do more things that I want to do but the channel, guys, the channel. Mm-hmm. Enough said, no phone, and look at the nurse. He left the channel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just we just taking a we just doing back things and, differently. Yeah. yeah, trying to reevaluate, rebrand, and come yes, back again. Yes, rebrand. Not, nothing is wrong yeah, with that. Pivot. Pivot. Yes, <laughs> there you go. So I mean, you are um very vocal about social issues that are um playing us. wow how you know that <laughs> don't worry i've been following I, am. I have been following especially if you follow me on twitter and i yeah. I, I i do follow you on all platforms yeah. even tiktok i believe i, I mm. follow you on so i know that you are very vocal about in little political issues in the country mm-hmm. and one thing that i want to touch on since we're on the topic of covid mm-hmm. how do you think 
Mm. How do you think we've handled COVID? Wow, I and let us include the curfew and everything yeah, that yeah, has taken yeah. into account. No, don't, don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I think you know that when this whole thing started out, the government really did a, an exceptional job with the handling of the crisis. Especially considering that there was not there was not any data, we didn't know like what was happening. Remember that one day we got up and heard that this thing from China is over here and like guys put put something over your face and cover your ears mm-hmm. and lock your eye and don't touch nothing. So I definitely think that it was handled properly in the beginning, but with the data that we've gotten mm-hmm. and the, the the science. I don't think that we've adapted and so we are being left behind. Mm-hmm. Several things. One, why do we not have a solid work from home order for private sector companies as well as the government? Okay, the government, it took forever, right? Right. The biggest spreaders in the offices, when the people, them, like the call centers, all of those different things, there must be a way for us to figure out how people can not be in the office spreading the virus correct no part of the issue is that our country is not technologically advanced where we can have people working from home with their fiber optic cables and experiencing good wi-fi and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that is the challenge okay if that is the challenge let us work towards fixing that challenge as opposed to sweeping everything under the rug and don't mean to cut you all your Uh points I just, I, I honestly feel that we are more reactive than proactive. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. We wait till things get... Yes, and that, is, and that is my biggest problem. And I've said it online several times that we do not plan, right? We always wait until things happen and we say, well, maybe if we do it so, it'll go work. Why do you have consultants? Why do you have people who study things? Why do you have... Why did people go to school for all of this mm-hmm. if we're not going to use their advice? Now, that right. is one thing. The next thing is, economically, I do not think... I, I, I am definitely, if anybody asks, you will know I am for the people. The organizations, the big companies, they'll always be fine. Trust me, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm here to spoiler alert, they'll be fine. <laughs> rich people mm-hmm. will we'll be always fine. be fine. Rich people are rich because they will be fine. They will be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we doing for the micro and the small people and all of that? It's 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 a problem, mm-hmm. right? It's a huge the entertainment problem. industry. Oh. The entertainment mm. industry is the most forsaken industry in this country and I am so embarrassed and so hurt on behalf of them because of several things. At first, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was just like, alright guys, relax. It's not that serious. I was like, come on mm-hmm. guys. It, uh. But then when I look at how many provisions have been made, even to the detriment of Jamaican people for the tourism industry mm-hmm. for all those different industries I'm just like, okay, fine. No stimulus package, no plans to open up the economy. Mm-hmm. What is going to happen? I can tell you about the hospitality industry because I myself was in mm-hmm. the hospitality industry and um, I can tell you that it is not easy when you when 90% of the economic for Jamaica is tourism and the place shut down and then we are considered an essential worker and I would think that Everybody's important, absolutely. But what is the plan for us tourism workers? You know what I mean? Like 90% mm-hmm. of the country's finances come from mm-hmm. tourism. And what are you doing to help us? Like, okay, a little stipend, I call it, to be honest, because what can that really do? You know, mm-hmm. we're grateful for it. And nobody really knows how to navigate a pandemic because they've never lived it. However, as you said before, we have enough data and research to at least do better than what we do now. And one thing that governments know how to do, and I'm not talking about this government, but just governments in particular, one thing that they've shown that they've been able to do time and time again is to reallocate funds. What mm-hmm. a set of people have reallocated funds? <laughs> oh, we took a little bit of money out of here for this, for that, for this, for that, 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 that. I just find that everybody, there's not one industry that I can look at mm-hmm. that can say, boy, you know, in this pandemic, 
we saw where the government of this country showed us that they cared. Mm. The teachers are in deep problems. They are. The health workers... And bear in mind now, they were before, before the pandemic. Oh, absolutely. The healthcare workers, whatever. So, I, I do not know what is the plan. What's mm. the plan? And then you, you talk about curfews, right? Mm-hmm. Restriction of movement is great. Okay, good. But that must be an interim while you have a plan mm-hmm. in place that you're planning to execute. execute. Mm-hmm. How much longer <laughs> shall we sit at home oh, God. and stare in space? Because I shall tell you this. If you are saying that you're going to restrict the movement, you must have said, all right, fine. By this day, or if it gets to this, then we'll do this. If it gets to that, then we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to have this amount of vaccines. Yeah. and then Correct. A plan. A plan. But this cannot be it. And it's the same thing we saw with crime, especially with the people down the West, where it was just like, okay, well, um, <laughs> let's, let's just tell them to stay home. Mm-hmm. Let's just tell them to stay home and, and, and let's see what happens. That cannot be a plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Please, people who are listening, don't call me, don't text me, don't tweet me, don't <laughs> IG me and say, so Rushkam, what is your plan? Me never run for election. <laughs> yes. Me never say, put your ex beside Rushkam. There's a reason I did not do that because right. I don't want the responsibility yeah. of what governments are right. in place to govern. Right. And listen, at the end of the day, we are the ones who go 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 to the ballot station and go put the ex yes, and put and these people in court. So I my thing is that why can't we collectively come together and voice our opinions and say No, I'm not allowed to in, do that. I know, like what No, you're anti government. Yeah, comrade. Yeah, this year. Yeah, what listen, are you saying to it me? Is, it is not. It is not sustainable. It don't make a sense, and it is against democracy. The democracy that you talk about, where I have the responsibility and the ability to vote, I also have the responsibility and ability to say how I feel. Now, when I'm on the internet on Twitter, and people are just like, every day you come with a problem. Yes, because every day there is a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> if there is not a problem, I won't have anything to say. Same. Until then, I will say what Same. I want to say. Exactly. Because there are people who do not have a voice. There are mm. people who, if nobody not dead in them community and them can't ball out murder mm-hmm. and block the road, nobody listens to them. Mm-hmm. There, are pe- there are people who, if them go to the school right now and say, boy, teacher, would not have no computer, whatever, nobody cares about them. Guess what? I've been blessed to be able to speak and people listen. Yeah. So, and you know what is also evident as you touch on that? classism in jamaica oh for sure it is now much more brought to light than any other time yes and classism people think say oh yeah rich 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 people are the only people okay the something you learn in sociology is that is not only rich people but people of status mm-hmm. so i might not be a billionaire but i am somebody of quote-unquote, status. Mm-hmm. So I am able to, to, to have certain resources or I have opportunities that a lot of people do not have in mm-hmm. this pandemic. Mm-hmm. It is evident. It is. It is, it is so evident. And it's so sad. It is so sad. Like it's, I don't even know where to begin because like, what, what do we do? Where do we go from here? Like what, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, are you thinking when we, when you have a curfew and everybody has to reach home at a certain time, everybody's locked up in the yard, you don't, mentally, what, what's going to this happen? This pandemic is going to leave people in a real um, problem. Like the PTSD and then, that will come is, from this ex, is, is going this to step, be... What's the next step after the pandemic? You know what I mean? And like you come on here and you talk about curfew, always have changed, this, that, 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 that. What about crime and violence in the country? What about the other social issues? Everything is connected, you know, because it, it is just here's what's so going to happen. If people are not being able to work, then they'll get desperate. When they get desperate, then crime will go up. When crime goes up, then the It's a whole domino effect. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, we and and people who are listening, we're not saying that if you open up the country, then all problems will be fixed. fixed. That's mm-hmm. not it. Mm-hmm. The point that is being made is that 
the country needs a plan. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will be fully vaccinated by the end of June, mm -hmm. right? When I'm fully vaccinated, what's going to happen for me? Mm -hmm. Why am I stay home? <laughs> right. No, why should I stay home? Ignore your there, point. there must be a plan, mm -hmm. right? Now, do we have to wait until the entire country is vaccinated? When do you open it up? If 50% is vaccinated as opposed to 30, mm -hmm. America is free like a burger right now because a certain percentage is vaccinated. vaccinated. Mm -hmm. What is the plan? plan. Mm -hmm. No, absolute fair point, Rush. Thank you so much for sharing your voice as usual. Like, you are never afraid to share no, your opinion. No, I've been... I have been Subtweeted, subspoken at, <laughs> blocked, blocked <laughs> by several of the, the 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 people in power and politicians. But it is okay because guess what? I'm not looking for any friends. Mm -hmm. You see, a lot of young people now, Ian. The problem is, you know, mm -hmm. they think that if they don't speak up, they will get a job. Mm -hmm. You're not getting a job. <laughs> Here's spoiler alert: you're not going to get a job. Mm -hmm. You're not getting the job. And if you get the job, you'll have to sit there in silence forever. Ever. Mm -hmm. what, really? Come on. Is that your purpose? Is that <laughs> what you're here to do? No. no. And, and, and even so, government service is about service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, oh, oh, the Prime Minister follows me on Twitter. We're best friends. Guess what? He doesn't know your name. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even know his Twitter account. Exactly. You get what I'm saying? No, like, yeah, what yeah. is all of this for? For, for people to like you? Right, right, right. And, you're, you're, and the real issues home, aren't... When you reach home, yeah. you can't get internet. Yep. If the water go away, water go away. I have a friend in Mandeville, nice house, beautiful. They have to get water trucked to them twice mm -hmm. a week. They have a tank, you know. But the water, the water system is poor. Okay. What are you going to use? And oh, him follow me on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Wash your dishes with a follower. <laughs> Wash your dishes with the follower. Yes. So what does that mean? I have a whole word, Rush. No, it's so true. And and I I wonder sometimes like if people really are they really thinking about what's affecting them or just the the you quick social media tweet from the from the prime minister? Half of the people who tweet are. And, and who are on social media have a false sense of importance and have delusions of grandeur. Mm -hmm. They believe that because for some reason they managed to make it out of their situation and to get a job at a bank or to work at an insurance company or whatever, it suddenly makes them better than all of the people, people. Mm -hmm. that have been left behind. Mm -hmm. Your parents work their ass off. For you to be able to go to school, to be able to get a degree, to be able to get a job that pays you, to be able to live a sensible life. life. Mm -hmm. Think about the people who were born into poverty. People who, as much as they try, it, Just it, not. it mm -hmm. will not work out. Mm -hmm. How is it that you're going to come on the internet and tweet and say, boy, you know, one thing with poor people, them just, them just always this, them always that. Them. What are you mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. Or because you were born into something else, yeah. or because you had an opportunity that somebody else did not Didn't have. have. No, mm -hmm. you're all you are is lucky. Lucky, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and if more people in our generation stopped looking at um people from different social groups as less than or as other, mm -hmm. we would have a a completely different space. Space, yeah, and right? you're right. Social we don't media advocate for things if it don't affect I us. Right, right. I can definitely say that the healthcare system in this country is poor. Mm -hmm. Have I ever had a bad experience? No, no. I've not mm -hmm. had a bad experience. Mm -hmm. Do I have eyes and ears? <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. Can I see that something is wrong? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I have friends who are doctors? Yes. Do I have friends who are nurses? Yes. Do I watch the news? Yes. So when it's up now, I must sit down and say, Sure. sure. Mm. Every day them come with the same old nice. Mm. Every if every single day I can tweet about something that needs to be addressed in this country, fine. I will do I it. I will do it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people appreciate because what happened, you know, a lot of people have a voice and they want to share it, but some people are scared of sharing it. And mm -hmm. you, you as a, you know, as a, as that voice for them and you retweet yeah. and, yeah. and stand behind yeah. you know what you're saying. Cause a lot of time people just want one person, you know, 
It doesn't want one person to start. Just one person to start the conversation. That should be the. It only takes a spark. <laughs> it only takes a spark. That's yeah, exactly what I'm going to. It only takes a spark to get the fire going. But a lot of people in this space as well, I find that they are not ready to stand behind things if they're not. If it not going directly get, affecting. Yes, mm-hmm. or if it not going to get them a big buzz or a buzz or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Sometimes you just need to like. I watch press conferences all the time and I'm just tweeting about it. I'm like, what is this that they're talking about? What about this? What about that? I can tweet Dion Jackson Miller or Damer and ask her to ask a question. Mm-hmm. I can ask the people from Nationwide to ask a question mm-hmm. because we have access to those things to have our voices heard. Why not? Right. No, it's, it's true. Why am I going to school? <laughs> I go to school for absence for ask questions. Yeah, Boy, Rush, we have unpacked so Several many things. things. So many Boy. things. Now, let's just keep it light now. What's mm. one of your proudest moments now that you can remember? One of your happiest, a moment. proud, a moment in time? I actually think that... Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go with something emotional. I'm actually going to go with something like very hard and fast. Mm-hmm. I did not expect to get to be on the principal's honor roll at law school because the principal's role of honor, mm-hmm. like the people I associate with those things are nerds, like heavy, hard-hitting workers, like mm-hmm. at school. Because mm-hmm. we do over so you graduate from you after three years and then you do law school for two years. Mm-hmm. So in law school for the two years, we do 13 courses. And out of the 13 courses, you must have at least seven A's mm-hmm. to be on the principal's honor roll. Okay. I was just like, well, well yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was honestly like not working towards it, but I was like, this is something that would be nice. But mm-hmm. because of where I was emotionally at the time and because of just different things that were happening, I was just like, I just want to finish law school. I was shocked after first year when I got three A's, right? Mm. Out of six. Yeah. So that would mean that I would just need four A's in semester two. Mm. I was shocked. Oh no, it's 11 courses. You needed six or seven out of 11. Yeah, more than half. Mm -hmm. I was shocked because I did not know that I had it in me. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I look and say, I can actually do this. No, yeah, man, (laughs) no. I, I really, I really, I was proud of myself at that moment. Because I did not know I could do it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So, yeah. yeah. And we just, one thing you want to tell my listeners right now on the podcast, like one gem that you want to just leave them with right now on the podcast. Um, I think I would say that... <laughs> I know you have a lot of things to say. No, you know? <laughs> I, I, this one is on my spirit to say it. Mm-hmm. You never really know unless you try. There's this thing Hold that on, we, say that again. You yeah. never really know unless you try. try. Mm-hmm. I think many times we kind of have a, a conversation in our heads and we, we start to finish. We, we start, we get to the middle and we finish something. Mm-hmm. Before even starting, oh, this going to happen and that going to happen and that going to happen. And that. Sometimes you just need to try something. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of us as younger people, we, we, we want things to look a certain way and we, we, we're full of shame, you know, walk with shame. But I need a pretty logo and I need, a, I need it to be branded uh, and I need it to look a certain way uh, and whatever. Sometimes you just need to start. And 99.9% of the times the resources are there. Mm-hmm. TikTok. TikTok has so many different hacks. The people on TikTok will teach you how to start a business, how to make a logo, yeah. how to how to. There's no excuse. Just start. Yeah. Right. Yes. Not for the times we 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 have a vision of where we want to go and we don't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. But we know that the first step is to start. Start. Yeah. You want to be. You want to have a TV show. Okay. You don't have access to a network. You don't have access to a cameraman. You don't have access to any of this. You don't have no money. 
What do you have? You have a phone mm-hmm. and you have YouTube.com, which is free. Mm-hmm. Start a YouTube channel. You know what it is? Prioritize. Yes. A lot of us do not know how to prioritize. You will see a course online that will help you in your career field. And you, and you, mm-mm, I'm not but you know that. what it is, Ian? People don't want it badly enough. That's it. They're not hungry. Yeah. They're not hungry. I said to my friend last night on the phone, I said, I said, I know you have great intentions, but I do not think that you want this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she said, excuse me, I said, you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Because if you wanted it, I would not have to be the one reminding you to do it. Yeah. Here's what it is. You might want something that is close to it, which mm-hmm. means you have to figure that out. Yeah. But if you really, really want it, start. Start. Fear can't get it. Fear? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a very good gymnasium here right now. Yeah. Rushcam, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. Thank I appreciate you, you. It was really a great time. It was. And I would just like to say yeah. that I am very happy to see that you're doing this and doing it at this level. Thank you. Um, and I hope that you know that it's okay if you don't know exactly where you want to end up. Mm-hmm. This entire thing is a journey. All of us are just trying to figure it out. Look at me saying on this thing, oh, you know, I wanted a visual podcast on my YouTube channel. Well, you don't know, yeah. you know, and it's okay if you change your mind. It's mm-hmm. okay if you change your direction. It's okay if you decide 10 years from now, 10 months from now, 10 days from now that you you want to do something, something else. else. I appreciate that a hundred percent. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's fine. <laughs> I am learning not to. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Rush. You're for welcome. That All right. All right, Rush. Thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. I appreciate it a hundred percent. I know my listeners. I mean, there's a lot of takeaways from <laughs> this episode. But you know, right here on the Hugh and Steer podcast, how we do it, we close out with our affirmation. And our affirmation is the secret of getting ahead is getting started. It's all in these little steps that makes the journey complete. And Rush, I don't need to ask if you believe it because we've just... (laughs) Just spoken about it. I believe it wholeheartedly. Yes. Thank you again, Rush, for stopping by. Thank you. I wish you all the best on your journey. All the best in yours. Thank you. We shall cross paths again. (laughs) If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to comment, share, and subscribe wherever you stream podcasts. Tune in, same place, same time, right here on the Hewins Theory Podcast.